This is Four Network. Credo is the daft of the Football Daft podcast. Is that a good story? Is that a good story? I've got an encyclopedia. Brain. He's got a day man, nothing. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Why are you a fucking hula? <laughs> this is Football Daft. Sponsored by Glasgow Private Hire. Make booking easier. Download our booking app now on App Store and Google Play. You're a Rangers man. Uh, I'm a Hearts man. <laughs> With Ewan Cameron. I work for Showtime in ESPN. <laughs> and... It's the Football Daft Podcast with Ewan and Grado. It's episode three. Hello, Grado. How you doing, mate? We've got us. I mean, I would say this is a cracking show. Because we know one thing that's happening on the show because we recorded it last week. Mortified. Are you annoyed with me for embarrassing you like that? Um, No, I'm more kind of annoyed about myself. More annoyed about myself. Because you didn't know who the mystery guest was when you you removed the blindfold? I had no idea. Ready. Redneck. It's a uh, former Motherwell striker David Clarkson, who is our mystery guest, who's playing "Who Are You?" And we've also got in the studio with us today uh, the one and only Mark Haley, former Ranger striker. You must be delighted with that. Absolute legend. So get the chance to sit and rub shoulders with a big man. Can't beat it. See, when it comes to Ranger strikers, mm-hmm. is he up there for you? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. One of the best. Well, the thing is, I was, what was it? He left. He left in '95, middle of '95. My dad first started to take me Ibrooks, uh, August '95. So I just kind of missed out that, but seen all the DVDs, YouTube clips, and stuff like that. Read his book and things like that. So he's a he's a legend. So we've got a lot to talk about with uh, Mark Haley when he joins us a little later in the show. But before we do anything else, and before we play Who Are You with David Clarkson, which we recorded last week, you will hear how Grado makes a complete and utter arse of himself. But that's to come. You've been hanging out with celebrities since we last spoke. Well, I wouldn't say I was hanging about with them. You were hanging about with them. Did you fly down to London? Aye. Right, so you sent me a, 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 a selfie of yourself stood at Gatwick Airport mm-hmm. because you were going for an audition? I was going for an audition for a car advert. For a what? A, a car advert. A car app. A car app advert. Since it's a new fan-free car service, makes buying and selling a car easy. <laughs> How easy? <laughs> as easy as going in a game show where the chosen subject is yourself. <laughs> right? So I've been saying that about 40,000 times when doing this audition. I'm not, I don't go to many auditions, especially not for adverts. And uh, I thought, because I got a call back, because I had filmed, I'd done a self-tape, and they went, Tidy, can you be in London tomorrow for three o'clock? So you got the call back. Uh, See, that's a good that's sign. That's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Good sign, so then, you get to London. Then I get in there, and I'm going, oh, no, because then there's about a thousand folk there. Well, a thousand, it was about 18, right, but I'm going, well, she's for loose woman, presenter, and then I'm sitting next to the guy, going, I can't this guy, I can't this guy's face, and I'm like, that's fucking, what you call him? Paul, Paul Burrow? Diana's ex-bodyguard, no bodyguard, butler, <laughs> butler, butler. So I'm sitting with loose women, I've got Paul Burrow, and there's me sitting going through the lines, and, and it was just so uncomfortable. Did you chat to Paul Burrow? I never spoke, I never spoke to him, no, I was kind of too fear. I was too, I was too concentrated on a guy that was, that was very, you could see he was nervous, right? And he had his boy there, I don't know if he had any babysitter or whatever, but he's pacing <laughs> up and down going, Cinches, new fast, I'll start again. Cinches, new, f- oh no, I can't do it like that. Oh, Vincent, 
And I thought, oh my God, man, this guy is biffing out. He really, really wants this. And his Wayne's kind of looking at him and on, and then he finally gets called, right? He's pacing up and down. Eh, we'll see now, Richard. And he, ah, taking a deep breath, and he tapped his uh, Sunday's knee and went, wish me luck, Sunday. went, good luck, Dad. And <laughs> walked in. Ten seconds later, <laughs> he come out, come on, son, we're gone. <laughs> So, uh, so you know that he ain't getting he's it. He's not getting it. He's right. not getting it. But right. then I'm going. So that guy gets kicked out after 10 seconds. Guy. You've got a recall. You're in London. You're with mm-hmm. all these big celebrities who've been there, done it, got the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Grado's name gets called out. Right, uh, Grado. In you come. Walked in and you know that. Because I always say to him, goes, I'm going to charm them. I'm going to charm them. And he went, right, Grado. And you're from Scotland? From sunny Ayrshire. <laughs> big smile. Aye, and they just, every while, I'm just looked at me as if to say, Oh fuck! Here we go. It's got to be a tough, tough crowd. There was, there was, there was about ten sitting on the panel. They're all on their phones. When they look up at me, and that it was really uncomfortable. So he's telling me, right, so he tr- tells me to say the line. Since his new faffy cars, he's buying and selling a car. He goes, that was good. He says, now can you say it like you're a nurse who's delivering some bad news? <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, what the fuck? So you've got to get the character uh, I, of a I, nurse. So I'm going, Cinch, is a new far free car service and it's buying and selling a car. Easy, how easy? Is easy as going in a car show, uh, easy as going a game show. And she wasn't something yourself. Right, that's great. Now can we get you doing it as if you're in a pub with all your mates? I'm going, fuck. Cinch, hey, it's about new far free car, buying and selling a car, going easy. Right, now can you do it running on the spot? Then he's still saying, now can you do it as if you're walking in for the side? Then he's got, he tell me all these different ways of doing it. Then right in the middle of one of the takes, he goes, next! <laughs> and you know what I say goes, oh, it's just on the films. It's just on the films. I've just been next. <laughs> so I get. Uh, so you, you spent a wee bit of time then. So they uh, clearly liked well, some of your bits and pieces that you were doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right, so you leave. Mm-hmm. That was last week. Here uh, we are mm-hmm. now into the new week. Have you heard anything back? Hee-haw. Nothing. No, I, I don't think I'm getting it, which I'm pretty gutted Did they tell you when they'd get in contact with you, or were you, were you expecting to hear from them by well, now? They went and said to my agent, pencil these dates in, and it's this weekend when they were going to be filming it. So and I, so when I got that message, I went, pencil what? Pencil dates in? But then I, looked, I googled pencil done, didn't I? And pencil done just says, you know, it can be scrubbed out. It's no confirmation. I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> Everybody got that then, didn't they? Pencil done. <laughs> <sighs> So there you go. It'll Not be a- to be, if I see Paul Burrow on this fucking advert. <laughs> do you mind me um, asking how much um, you'd have got for this if you got it? Well, do you know what? I do talk, put it this way. It was mega money. Was for it two me- days work. For two I'm days work. mega money. Uh, wait, 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 when we're talk- are we talking thousands? Aye. Aye. And, 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 uh, like, Would uh, have set you up for the year? Uh, well, see if it, put it this way. See if I was getting it, I'd have been the next, I'd be going to Vegas the next day, first <laughs> class, my plane. <laughs> Met a right arse it, probably spend it all, but it was, aye. Was it good, good money? Well, do you know, see how telly now, telly's no, see 20 years ago, put it this way, see how if I'm doing what I'm doing, the new 20 years ago, I wouldn't still be Steiny Stevenson. The money, te- the money in telly's nowhere near as good as they all think. You know what I mean? So what you're saying is that the, this money was good. That, the money that you're making just now in television can't get you out of Stevenson. No, man, because, mate, see, Barrymore was getting like, I'm, no, not I mean, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Barrymore <laughs> Barrymore! <laughs> 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 
Like, he was on Megabucks. Mate, mate, he was getting mate. a million a set on Saturday night. I know, for doing strike it lucky. Aye, but come on, how good was he? It was, he was good. Great, it was really oh, he good. was great with the audience. Aye. He was great with the audience. It was, it was funny. Irreplaceable. Barrymore is one But that money's not there anymore. No, it's no, man. And that's why you're that's still seeing Stevenson. That's why I'm still in Stevenson, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you, no, man. No, there's anything wrong with that. I love Stevenson. Yeah, but you want out. Aye. One more guy. So how much was it they were offering you? 20 grand for two days. 20 grand for I two days? Fuck, fuck off! And that's fuck all, you borrow, know what I mean? <laughs> but he books, he's probably sold fucking town. Of, he doesn't that. need 20 I grand. Know, exactly. Again. 20 fucking grand. 20 grand, mate. For two I know, days' I know, work. I know, I know, I know. So there you go. I had that all spent my head. <laughs> but hey, at least we've got a wee story for the podcast. We haven't hey, just told it. Fantastic. And if you do get it, you will remember us. Yeah. You'll still do the pod? Aye, I'll still do the podcast. Aye. Good stuff, good aye, stuff. Aye, um, so you've had an interesting week, <coughs> and I know you've also got a, a little rant. Oh, you always want me to do these rant things. Well, well I did it last week, uh, and I had a wee pop at the BBC, and did you, that went pretty aye, well. Really, aye, that caused a few, that ruffled a few feathers. It didn't caused it? a bit of controversy. Aye, I get called a shite bag. <laughs> so I'm going to hand the rant back to you. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Then, Let's do it. Here's Grado's rant. Grado's rant. Right, Grado, over to you. I just my rant this week is I don't like the pressure of always having to find something to moan about, but I was in the shower this morning and I remembered, because I've been bending on the weekend for a stag do, that's two stag do's I've been on a month right, so I'm burst. And uh, just when we were going on a flight yesterday, um, waiting to queue up, I says to my mate Tunes, we've all got a couple of miniatures for the plane, we're already, we're already half cut, so... I go, get myself a couple of miniatures, walking back, and I seen this guy with red hair, and I kind of made eye contact, how you doing, mate? And he just well, sniffed and just walked away, and I thought, all right, well, obviously not a fan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, and people are brand new, right? Seeing you go, you go yeah. abroad, you're talking about a brand new kind of thing. Um, and uh, we got so on the plane, up at the end of the plane, and my mate Dunn was in front of me, and in front of Dunn was the guy, the said guy that kind of turned his nose up at me. Right the sniffy guy. Aye, the sniffy guy. And uh, he he was putting stuff in overhead locker, and I noticed there was space for Dunn to just go by. We could go through and sit down. I said, Dunn, there's plenty of room there, and we'll go by. And the guy turned around to me and went, get to fuck. What? To you? Aye. Right, so I'm all gone. I'm going, right, what can I do? You know what I've done? I went and took my horns and grabbed them very the waist and Tickled, Aye, tickled him, tickled him, tickled him. I didn't even know what to do. <laughs> right, so I sat down. In the I'm, plane, <laughs> you've tickled a guy who's told you to GTF. Aye, aye. So I'm sitting, but I, I want to sit down. I had the drink in me. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking raising. My eat me and said, like, why's he telling me to get to fuck if I don't do 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 do? I'm saying to Toons, like, he's getting it. He's like, shut up. No, I goes, I'm going, I'm going up to him. I goes, when this plane, when Toons seatbelt signs are off, he's getting it. And what can I call him? get ready here. I'll come around, eat it, bastards. So I'm going, what can I call him? What can I call him? I thought, he's going, calm down. So anyway, plane takes off, the seatbelt sign comes off. I go, right, this is it, my big moment. I'm going to walk by him. Go up, walked up the, walked up the aisle. He's fucking sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, my rant is about this guy. And uh, I'm saying right now, if you're listening, red-headed guy to the plane, (laughs) Alicante to Glasgow, you get to fuck. (laughs) Football Daft with Glasgow Private Hire. It's the Football Daft podcast with Ewan and Grado, and I've got to thank... Glasgow Private Hire. Before we go any further, before we get to who are you, and before we get to our very special guest, Rangers legend Mark Hately, thanks to Glasgow Private Hire, to Billy and Stevie and all the guys there for supporting the podcast. And if you need a taxi in Glasgow or the West, the number you need to call is 0141 774 3000. What was that? That's 0141 774 3000. <laughs> there you go.
No, but I'm good at remembering things right away. Remember about the fire brigade in the control room? You know, you need to take that address right away. Bam, 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 mobilise. So I've always been good at that. Ask me, no, 0141-774-2000. Fucked it, see? That's what happens. <laughs> it's the wee hang-up go. Short ten, I can do it any, any longer than that, then it's no. Oh, so, one, but thanks, guys. 0141 uh-huh. 774 3,000. 3,000. That's the number you need to call. And I, I know you've been using that number. Yeah. Um, have you downloaded the booking app yet? I'm, I'm, it's the first thing I'm going to do when I come out here today. I'm going to download that and uh, get myself squared up so I know. So where where, where would you get the booking app for uh, Glasgow Private Hire? Uh, well, if you're on an iPhone, then you can just go to your application app. I'm not an Android user, although one of my mates who's always had an iPhone has went to an Android. Uh-huh. It's interesting to see he's really so preferring it. So where does he go? He, I think it's the Google Store, possibly Google Store. Google Play? Google Play. Google, Google Play, Google Play. Good. And what do you call it for the iPhone? Uh, the application folder. No. The App Store. The App, app store. store. Yes, yes, yes. So if you you want to download the Glasgow Private Hire app, you go to the App Store and Google Play. Yes. And the number is, Grado? 0141 774 3000. Yeah! Easy! 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 And our guest to play Who Are You Today is a former footballer who played with Motherwell, Dundee, St Mirren, Bristol Rovers, Bristol City. Have I missed anyone out, Davy Clarkson? No, I think that's all. Is that all the clubs you played yep. for? Mm-hmm. Which club was the best? Motherwell. Motherwell, is that where you had your best time? Yeah. Well, you had a decent time at Dundee. I did, I was going wide well the first couple of months I did. Yeah. Uh, but Motherwell, definitely. Do you know Grado? Nope. You've never met Grado? Never met him, nope. So the chances of him guessing who you are are what? A, on a scale of 1 to 10? Very slim. <laughs> Okay, so what we're going to do here, he's going to be brought into the studio blindfolded. We'll sit him in the chair next to you. He's then going to give you a smell. He's then going to touch you. And he's going to try and figure out whether you're a man or a woman. And guess what age you are. He will then ask you some questions. You answer those questions. And let's see by the end of it if he can guess that you, former player of Motherwell, St. Mirren, Dundee, Bristol City, Bristol Rovers, is Davy Clarkson. No chance. Right, let's do it. You ready to do it? Yeah. Are you worried? Where's he touching me? (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's do it. So I'm just now signalling to the producer of the show to bring the blindfolded Grado into the studio. Oh, I can smell that person's aftershave already, I think. Just sit yourself in your seat. That's Ming. I'm wearing Savage. I'm wearing Savage. So move the seat to your left so you can get a wee bit closer to our mystery guest. You're in position. The Sorry. mystery guest is right in front of you. The first yeah. thing you've got to do is get yourself and your nose into the neck of the mystery guest. <laughs> so if the mystery guest would like to lean <laughs> lean to the right, lean in. I don't like this. Is it a man or is it a woman? Uh, you, mm. you, can, you can touch the mystery guest. I'm touching them. <laughs> what, what are you feeling? Facial hair. Facial hair. All right. Right, what... what? What are you actually? Is 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 an old person? Is it a young person? Half and half. I can't. I can't think. Hold on. You're down at the nipples now, Grado. <laughs> You've got the hands. Oh no, no, that's big horns. Big hands. That is big horns. Big hands. Are they big, are they big horns? They're big hands, aye. Aye. So it's not. A, so it's a big man. <laughs> is that a big man? <laughs> is that a big man? It's a man. Right. So, so give them a good feel. I mean, he doesn't mind if you touch his thighs. Oh, is that a hint? Is that a hang? Thigh hang, no. 
thighs. Big thighs, I know, mate. Big thunder thighs. Uh huh. What do you think this person does for a living? Uh, uh, I don't know. Ask me how many things. No, you. Well, I'll tell you what. You, so you think it's a man? <laughs> right, you think it's a man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a man. Right. How old? Uh, I couldn't. About 30 odd. Again, I don't know. I don't know the age. I can't tell the age. Feel the head. That might give you a clue to how old they are. <laughs> how much hair have they got? Hi. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we've got thinning it. Uh huh. You're right. You're you're doing well. Yeah, it's thinning it. It's a man. How old is this man? Give us a number. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. With with that kind of hair, you think 35. the person is thirty-five? You're wrong with the age. You're right that it's a man. Right. Is no. it older? Is it somebody older than thirty-five? Yes. But met well older than thirty-five. Not that much older. Right. So Are you not? You're, you're younger. Are you younger? I genuinely thought you were older. Fuck's sake, I'm looking at you, mate. You've had a tough paper round. <laughs> Now's your chance to ask questions and he'll answer them. Oh, uh, what's your job? Uh, I'm working in a football academy. A football academy? Yeah. Keep asking questions. I mean, you're in a football academy now, but ask them about their past life. About what Did you used to be a football player? Yes. Did you injure yourself or something? Yes. Am I mate? You know this guy? Yes. Can you recognise the voice? <laughs> no. I can't. Uh, he's got one cap for Scotland. One cap for Scotland. Two caps. Two caps. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, what's, what was the biggest club you played for? I played for Motherwell. Motherwell? Willie Faulkner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's my boot boy. Willie Faulkner. Two caps for Scotland. Two caps for Scotland. Played right. with Motherwell. Played, played with, with Mother Dundee. Played with Dundee. Played with Dundee. Played Went with Dundee. to Bristol Rovers and Bristol City. Oh, right. right. Played with St Mirren. Two ca- I think you scored in one of your games for Scotland, didn't you? Yep. Who did you score? Who did you score against? Czech Republic. Czech Rep- a great goal. Czech Republic. Oh God, I can't. I don't know, mate. I'm struggling. I don't know. I can't. So, so do you want to have a, a guess, or do you want to remove your blindfold? I, I don't know, I can't I get up. Right, take the get... headphones off. Oh, no, because I don't know what I know them, I know it. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Who is that? Stephen Pearson. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Stay there. <laughs> Stay there. Put that back on. He's on his mobile phone. Hold on. Do, do, do you not recognise him? It's, not, did, it's did, not Stephen Pearson. Wait there. Right, you're on your phone. What are you looking for? Uh, somebody, somebody's. I'm trying to book a holiday and they're wanting paid, they're wanting paid for the day. Hold on. Grado. David Clarkson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, mate! I'm hey, good to see you again, again. <laughs> What a goal, by the way! Oh, bro, good to see you. I'm a front. <laughs> we did. I did say that, to be fair. Have we met each other before? No, never. Mm, right. Oh, wait, mate. Your face. I hope never meet you again, to be fair, either. <laughs> no, I can, I can, I can who you are. That was, I can who you are. David Clarkson. Oh, right. Legend. You're a legend. You're a legend. Oh, I go against a protector, public man, bro. What was it like? I had a fiver on you. <laughs> <laughs> what was the goal like? Can you explain it to uh, us. He did, no, was it here? No. no, it was a heater when it was. No. <laughs> so, no. 
Keep digging, Grado. Aye, left foot, wasn't it? Aye, left foot, where? Aye. Hamden. It wasn't. Czech Republic. Aye, that's it. What city in the Czech Republic? Prague. I think it was. I don't know. So David Clarkson, Motherwell legend. And, and David, when did you retire from football? Uh, just over a year ago. Just over a year oh, yeah. ago? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what was it that, that made you decide to give it up? Uh, a bit of both. I got injured at St Mirren. Uh, playing there, bad operation, or bad injury in my knee, sorry, got operated on. And then I got the opportunity, uh, come about January time, to come full-time at Mullowan Academy. Uh, and I took it. I spoke to Jack Ross, the manager at, at St Mirren at the time, uh, to kind of see about you know, they keep going professionally, try and get back, try and come back fit and go from there. But I'm getting to the age now, it's getting a bit older, a bit a bit more difficult to kind of get teams and stuff. Yeah. You know, year in, year out, it's a year contract and, you know, your, your circumstances change, your priorities change with family. So when the opportunity came, I took to the academy. You know, something again, Mother had been played there for, for many years. And to try and give something back to them as well, almost for, for looking after me. For Well, you're for doing a grand job thing. within the community yeah, because yeah. I've been down and I've been yeah. down at the academy yeah. and mm-hmm. what you're doing is outstanding. So congratulations and well Thank done you. to you, my friend. See, when you look back on the career, what was the highlight of your career? What was the big moment for you? I think my debut was obviously the, the, the thing that stands out. Uh, Did you win anything? No. <laughs> 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 no. That, that's the one thing, obviously, I think it's I players... You know, you can throw your full career and you do well and pod away, and but obviously you you want to kind of be recognised for winning something, winning a trophy. Been there a few times, been to a few finals, model, but yeah. never managed to. And the debut that it. you had, who was it against? It was away at Aberdeen. It was my first official game. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the best goal you ever scored uh, at any level for whatever team, what would it have been? It's going to be that goal in Prague. <laughs> <laughs> I get spoke about a lot today, so I do keep bringing it up. But my shop about it. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy that goal. I did enjoy that. Aye. See, as as you come through, you want to play for your country. So Aye. getting there, totally unexpected. There was a phone call. Literally, listen, can you come and meet up? I missed my cousin's wedding. All that story was in as well. And obviously, to score and my debut was was great. It was a good goal as well. To be fair, but. I think to score your country is uh, So would that be up there as one of the highlights of your football yeah, career? Definitely. Pulling on a dark blue jersey and yeah. then scoring on your debut? Yeah. yeah. I guess a decent team as well. Decent team, Czech Republic at the time yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why only two caps? It was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the manager uh, at the time? Uh, George Burley. Uh, was. George, George well, Burley yeah. was the yeah. manager. Yeah. Uh, I was in the uh, Czech Republic and Argentina was my two, my two games. Oh, so... Can't grumble. Ah, can't complain about that. No. Yeah. So, um, what about Motherwell this season? Good season. Happy with what they did. Uh, I think we speak to most fans. We'll say the last, the latter part of the season was good. Come January, uh, finished strong. A lot of young boys were involved as well, which is good. Uh, especially with working in the academy, see that. But I think that if they can keep the core more together now, hopefully next season they can they can start better. I think obviously last season that was a issue. Come Christmas time, that was. It could have went either way, but when you come back in January, obviously they really kicked on and, and finished well. Uh, David, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure, man. Did you enjoy that? I loved it. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was we'll, bring you, we'll bring you back in a couple of weeks and see if you can remember <laughs> you next time. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't need Google to search to see who it is. Oh, my God, man. David Clarkson, thank you for coming in and playing Who Are You? Thank you. Cheers, Thanks, man. Cheers, Cheers mate. Football daft with Glasgow Private Hire. Walter's getting the ball in. It's Hitler. Terrific play by Lloyd, but he may go all the way himself here. Here's Judy coming to the right, that's for Hatley. 
Could this be the goal that Rangers fans want to see? Indeed it is! Attenzione Enrico, ti chiedo scusa da San Siro, il Milan è passato in vantaggio con un colpo di testa di Hatley. Hatley is onside, a great chance for Rangers, right at the start of the match. And Hatley scores! The most dramatic opening for the Oldford match! Rangers legend Mark Hatley in the studio for Football Daft with Ewan and Grado. Hello Mark Hatley. How are we doing guys? Not bad, how are you? Um, not bad. First question I'm going to ask, I'm going to say not bad. Take that all back because that is my... I hate to hear that when people say to me, oh, I'm not bad. So is that good or bad or what? what? I well, what are fantastic. you? You're fantastic. You just come back from Shanghai. We yep. might touch on that yep. at some point during the chat. But I'm going to ask one question before we do anything else. Grado, mm-hmm. huge Rangers man. Yes. In your opinion, Grado, mm-hmm. was Mark Cately the greatest ever striker at Ibrox? Yes or no? No, it was Alan McQuist. Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. I'm asking. Hately and McCoist. The best double act. The best double act. You know, there'll never be a striking partnership that will ever be. I never asked. I never asked you about right. what was the best partnership. Mm-hmm. I asked you who was Rangers' greatest ever striker. Now, Mark Hately and Ali McCoist are in the greatest ever 11. Aye. But if you're to pick one striker to lead the line, is it Hately or is it McCoist? Uh, listen to the question. Lead the line. <laughs> right. right? Now. Right. Go. It was Mark Hatley. <laughs> <laughs> Made a hank about it. Uh-huh. But what I'm saying is, my first, the first season when I started to go to games, when my, my father started taking me to Ibrox, was the eight in a row year. Mm-hmm. And I think you had left in the yep, end of seven QPR. in a row. Yeah, yeah. You went to QPR. And uh, so McCoyce was my hero. But the following season, when you were brought back, Hatley's coming home, he's coming home. And you played in the first, I always remember, was it the, were your first game back was the game at Parkhead, was it no? Yes, it was indeed. D- I arrived on the Thursday, played on the Aye, Sunday. that's right, yeah. aye. And uh, what, did you rank it sent off that day? What happened? Was I sent no, off? that was me. Did you think it sent There's more than one way of skinning you, a cat, aye. I'm telling you. Was it, did you stick a heading somebody? No, I, well, I got sent off for an alleged headbutt, but there was no headbutt. The right. referee was standing behind me, and all, right. all I did was put my head down as the goalkeeper come running out. Aye. Couldn't get my arms up. Charlie Miller had got me in a bear hook, so I'm taking a defensive stand. Aye. So the referee behind me saw my head go down, but the, re- the goalkeeper was this far away from me, all so right. red card. But it was probably... Probably won as the game if you if you turn it round because we were getting battered, mm-hmm. right? And I think the, the 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 red card, the sending off down to ten men, you get a, you get a reaction, Aye. you get a reaction from the supporters, Aye. you get a reaction from the players. The players rolled their sleeves up and we and we ground the one and we and we ground the one one nil win. So what you're saying is that Rangers are better without Mark Hately? Mm, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Grado, because. You're such a fanboy when it comes to Rangers and you're sat in that next to a Rangers legend. If I'd said to you, even just three, four years ago, you'd be sat in a studio beside Mark Hately, what would you have said to me? It would never happen, but this has always been my dream. So we'll talk more about Rangers and your career at Rangers, but let's go back to let's go back to the Milan days when you turned up at Milan. Because we were talking off air before we sat in the studio. I didn't realise that you turned up in Milan with a couple of kids. Yeah, yeah. I did. And how old were you when you went to, to AC Milan? 21, coming up to 22. Uh, but I got married uh, the first time, uh, first time round. Um, but it was, a, it was, it was a tr- the best thing I did going with, with a small family, you know, because it gave them an education into another, you know, a, a, another culture. 
Um, was that not a nightmare at the age of 21, moving to Milan to play for AC Milan and you've got a family? Yeah. Just think of the fun you could have had yeah. or did you still have? Just think where I was coming from. I was coming from British football, second division British football as well. Uh, so it wasn't top fight football. So Milan took a major punt on 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 bringing. They took a chance on you. This big young centre forward, who's you know as, as raw as they come, um, far from the unfinished article. Um, Did you have a good time in Milan? Though? I had a fantastic time because that's where I learned to play football. Oh. I used to uh, train the first team uh, every morning. And then more often than not, probably when you're not playing in Europe and you've not got Cup Italia, the, the Niels Lido, the manager, sent it forward, Swedish Cup, uh, uh, Brazil, Sweden Cup final 58. He used to take me with uh, uh, Fabio Capello, who was just starting his coating badges and doing the Primavera, which is the youth team, oh. uh, with a goalkeeper and a bag of balls and put a load of cones down on the foot and, and literally go through every position I should be in when a right-back or a left-back or a left-sided midfield player or a centre-half had the ball, told me, literally physically put me in a position where I should be with V's and W's in the opponent's half. Because you and you got that in England. Yeah, no, 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 because, we, we, I mean, we're still st steak and chips for, you know, <laughs> steak and chips and, and, uh, and everything that goes with that, you know. Um, so it was a, that was where it was, a, it was like going to university of, of, of football. You were a good-looking guy. Did you grow your hair out when you went to Italy? Is that when you started growing your hair? Uh, yeah, because I had my hair shaved right in when I was oh. young. Um yeah, played in the under twenty ones with a completely. All we played against Spain um, in the under twenty one European final um, back in the day. Blessed, still, still the last English side to to, to win that under twenty one thing with Bob. And I, th this is the, the the story. So I scored in the final against Spain. I get to go on the England trip to South America before the the Mexico World Cup as as a, a preempt to you know acclimatisation, mm -hmm. looking at the situation, looking at the hotels and, and what we were going to come to to the World Cup in 86. Um, John Bond scored that jammy goal where he danced around four or five players. And, scored, and I scored the second goal. Nobody remembers that. Yeah. Nobody uh, knows. I actually genuinely didn't know that you scored that goal. And can I say, that's still the last Englishman to score a winning goal against Brazil in the Maracanã. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that. Did and you know no, that? No, no, there no. you go. There no. you go. Even I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that goal like? You remind us of it? It was just a, a cross from John Barnes to the far post. And, and you headed it in? Straight forward header against a boy, Moser, that went on to have a good career in, 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 in Europe. Big boy. Um, just a straightforward header down at the foot of the post. Back of the net, 2-0. So, game, so, game so when you're at Milan... Don't ask me what I did for the next three days, because I can't <laughs> remember. So you're at Milan, and Grado's just kind of touched on it there. Did you grow your hair out in Milan because you wanted to have that Italian I, Adonis kind of yeah, look, that was, good look? You had the tan, you had the black yeah. hair. Well, I sort of picked up the, the, the nickname Attila, uh, which came from the, the, <laughs> <Right>. the <laughs> way I played, right? <laughs> right. right. We stay, stay with the Attila, right? <laughs> so... It, it came from the way I played, and obviously Attila, the the warrior, right across Europe, um, and, and with like, I think superstition as well. I didn't I was growing the hair and growing the hair because I went with short hair, mm -hmm. and, and it grew and it grew, and it just you know the, the legend started from that. You know the looks. The, mm -hmm. the, the way I played football, the long hair and all that sort of stuff. Were you like mega superstar? Well, there was yeah, there was comparisons because down south there was Maradona mm -hmm. and, and up and there was this young English upstart up in the north. You know, in in that year, um, it, 
was Maradona got player of the year and I got young player of the year. Mm -hmm. So there was that competition, North and South. North and South Italy don't like each other. Yeah. They don't get on. Yeah. Um, so there was always um, rivalry, rivalry sort of stuff. So, but um, yeah, it was it was what it was. I you know got, had to deal with that um, at an early age, which was another education. The footballing education was coming on the training ground, and the off-field education was was coming through them experiences that was that I was you know mm. going through. And Milan still loved you because just recently at the Milan derby, mm -hmm. there was this mural. That was that was unveiled by the fans. Sword. And yes. it, it, it's you From in the, the ultras. Yeah, it's it's the ultras yeah. still clearly adore you because there you are, centre of this huge display yeah. at the Milan Derby, and mm -hmm. it's you rising above everybody with a header. Yeah. What's what, what was that header? Um, it was listen, it was it, it, it was me, a player, a young player, being in the right place at the right time. Um, it was in a Massively big game for Milan. Milan being uh, uh, relegated down the leagues for irregularities. Um, so the previous to that, they hadn't won um, uh, a Milan derby for six, seven years. The guy I was playing with that day was the Milan uh, captain who had jumped ship and 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 gone to Inter, Colavati. Mm -hmm. yeah. So scoring a winning goal against the the ex captain meant that the club were being reborn mm -hmm. and that's what that's what they saw through me the way I played football I was 100 mile an hour never give up never never be defeated um, and you know it was, I mean it was a great side we had Tassotti we had Maldini uh, coming into the side in the second year we had uh, uh, Baresi Costa Corta we had a Donadoni Masayo wow. I played one year with Paolo Rossi, Pietro Paolo Verdi. But you're showing off now. No, no, no. But this was this is what I was wow. working into, and I was coming from second division Portsmouth. You <laughs> no, know, you know, staggering. So, you know, so you can go into that environment and absolutely go, oh, oh, and freeze, and uh, 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 like yeah. that. Yeah. But I just went in and, and, and reveled in it. You know, yeah. it, and just because I love football. So you're at AC Milan, then where? Uh, after Monaco, I was I was the first Wenger signing. Uh, Wenger had just come to Monaco. So Arsene Wenger signed oh, you? God, do you do your do research in this place or what? <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait. I, I, am, I, I, I want to come across as if I'm being educated. That's why I'm asking you these questions. So you you know, but you're I trying know, to make it but I'm just want, I just want, I don't want, I don't want me to tell you. I want you to tell us. Yes. So yeah. Arsene Wenger signed yes. you. Yes. yes. <laughs> Did you not know that, Grado? Yeah, did you? Did, I'm doing the same thing as you. Wait, you see, I'll tell you what we're going to do before we go any further, Mark. Right? So we've, we've, we've done Milan. We're a, we've just arrived in Monaco. Right. We now know that Arsene Wenger has signed you at Monaco, right? right. So clearly, Grado's done his research like me. So I'm Correct. going to let Grado take this part of the chat forward in regards to Monaco. Yeah. I've done Milan. He's now going to talk to you about Arsene Wenger and Monaco. Right. So when did Rangers contact Monaco? <laughs> <laughs> More or less straight away, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Then what happened when you went to Ibrox? Did I tell you, Graham trying to get me a couple of times. He tried right. to get me after the first year at Milan and right. then the year I was leaving Milan. Because um, at the particular moment I was leaving Milan, Milan and Berlusconi was in there. Um, Berlusconi wanted me to go out of the country. Because right. he didn't want me to come back and bite him on right. the, the, ver the proverbial. No, you can say what you like here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what, was, what, what was the case you were biting what? On the uh, backside. Backside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a, such a good relationship with the supporters, as mm -hmm. you just mentioned. Um, so Monaco came along, Arsene Wenger, new young 
vibrant coach um, into into a, a massively established team, basically. So did so can, if I picked you up right there, off the, I think it was a very good question, Grader, because it led to something that I didn't know. Yeah. Soon as tried to get I you from Milan. Yeah. So first time. But first time. So yeah. soon as tries to get you from Milan. Yeah. And do you do you meet Sunas? Uh, no, no. I just so had a phone call you, uh, my agent. Right. So you yeah. get a phone call. Why did you choose Wenger over Sunas? Yeah, because I wanted to stay in Europe and I wanted to have a different culture, a different way of uh, looking at the game. So it wasn't doing money. No, no, no. It it was was he's been in Milan. He's been yeah. at Monaco. You know, yeah. it's yeah. Glasgow. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It. A student of the game, but uh, listen, I'd, uh, as I how said, old were you then at this point in your career? 24. 24, so you knock back Sunas, yeah, you go to Monaco, but yeah, I did I went, I went there for an, another education and another, uh, you know, another look at football, uh, basically. Did you, say to of football. did you say to Sunas at that point, Look, I'm yeah, interested, but no. maybe another day, yeah, yeah. Did you always know, even when you went to Monaco, one day you'd end up at Rangers? Uh, yeah, I was liking to think that would be the, the path. Okay. Um, but um, it eventually came. The time was right for me. Um, so how long did you stay at Monaco? Three years. Three won, years. Won a championship in the first year. Went to a, the cup final. Then I had a bad injury, uh, which kept me out for two years. Mm -hmm. um, four operations, two years. And that's when I bumped into Graham in 1990. And he just said, he said, big man, how, how you doing? Bod, I explained the story. He said, fancy coming to play for us next year. Um, and really didn't think too much of it. And he said, no, I'm serious. You fancy coming, just looking for a centre forward. Boom, boom, boom. Um, literally, I'd just signed a, a brand new, uh, on, on the back of my injury, I'd just signed a brand new four-year contract with Monaco so I, oh, I had another three years left running on that contract and how old so were you at this point 27 27 so coming up 28 so, so you've, you've just signed a four-year deal yeah. at Monaco yeah. there's a year into that four-year deal yeah you're sitting at 27 prime time for a, a striker um no I, I I don't think I don't think strikers well, I didn't. I didn't. I was playing my best football at about 31, 32 years right. old. Um, but don't forget, I had two years out. Yeah. So it probably arrived two years later. Yeah. Um, but so, so, so when, so, so when you decide that Rangers are your next move, you still got three years on your Monaco contract. Yeah. Was that a difficult one to get off? Uh, not really. I sat down with Wenger, and Wenger was very easy to deal with. He said, you know, either way, he said, you get our blessing. He said, you'll stay here. You'll be. You know, you become you'll become a stronger player for it, character-wise. Uh, we have the we have the utmost faith in you. That's why we gave you the new contract to to be a better player than you were before the injury. Um, he gave me everything I needed to get back. I had a personal trainer every day that we you know just work your socks off every day, um, and he would report back to Wenger, and he knew what he was getting anyway because mm -hmm. I was that sort of so that sort of character. I wanted to play for England again and all that sort of stuff. So I still had. Lots and lots of ambitions, even though I'd been playing in Europe and you say all this, all yeah. this money and all that sort. Of, but I've never been driven by that. I've always been driven in by trying to be the best I can be every every given day. Yeah. So this is a point where I hand over to Grado because we're now going to be going into the Rangers years, yeah. and because I am not a Rangers fan yeah. and I'm not as as well versed when it comes to talking about Rangers. 
Grado, this is Aye. your opportunity to discuss with the Rangers legend everything mm -hmm. that you ever wanted to know about that time when Hately turns up at Ibrox to play for Graham Sooners. So tell me about the first day at Ibrox. <laughs> the first day we're <laughs> Tell me about it. First tell me, who approaches you first? Can I just... You know, tell me all about it. Listen, I, I, agreed, I agreed with Graham that I would come. Um, and, and as I say, Wenger, you know, wish me all the best. And I assigned and I turned up at Ibrox. And the first thing we did was try and look for somewhere to train. Basically, because we didn't have a training. Really? No, Jimmy Bell. We used to jump on a minibus with Jimmy Aye. Bell and try and find somewhere to train before Aye. get on there, do as much as we can before we got thrown off. So it was, you know, the the cricket. Uh, the cricket ground yeah, is it made yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. See that day when you're holding the Ranger scarf above your head. Yes. Do you remember that day? Do you no. remember that first day? No. You don't. <laughs> do you not? Seriously. You don't remember your first day at Ibrox? Um, no, not no. really. <laughs> Was it a bit of a whirlwind? Was it? Did it? Was it? Was it? I remember really running around Belly Houston Park uh, pre-season, right. and uh, yeah, probably remember being sick and watching a load of other guys being sick uh, running around there. The hardest pre-season ever. Under Sunas. Under, un yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. That was the fittest, the fittest I've ever been. I came when I came back from Monaco to to two Rangers. I weighed twelve stone three, and soon as I came back and started playing in, mm. in games, I. Did, I could never survive playing at 12 stone three. So I went up to 13 stone 10, literally, in two months right. of training, weight, Muscle. lifting, right. yeah, and, and pie and chips back onto the old diet. <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, so what about, see how, when were you tuned, tuned in about the old firm? Uh, well, I knew about that from you, so way back, did, but way, but way, way, way back. Listen, my, when my dad was playing at Chelsea, I supported three teams anyway through when, yeah. I was, when I was growing up from about the age of eight, nine. My dad was playing there in 67, so it would have been six, seven. That's the first team I remember my dad playing for, Chelsea. Mm -hmm. um, sort of that link between the two aye, yeah, and all aye, that aye. sort of stuff. But I supported Nottingham Forest at that particular time, Chelsea and Rangers as a boy growing up. Right? Only, only Nottingham Forest right. because my dad was playing for Nos County. So ah. I just supported them. Just people, to listen to <laughs> pe 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 people listen to us and go, he never supported Rangers when he was a kid. Because a lot of people yeah, do that. say that yeah. and a lot of people do nope. doubt it. Nope. Yeah. I thought I was just mad about you. Yeah. Right, go on, sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, so do you remember your first old firm game or was the first? Mm, oh, well, listen, I, I do remember <clears> it now, but when you come to... To Glasgow, and you're playing for Celtic or Rangers, and I would imagine it is for for for, for Celtic as well. Players, you don't remember the first game right. at all. It happens that fast, right? And, and I've, I played in the Milan derbies, you know, and they were very tactical, very you know chess-likey games. You know, you're pulling people out of position, mm -hmm. and you and you go into an old firm game, and it's right. like crash, bang, wallop. Football oh. goes out the window, uh, sleeves sleeves go up. It's anything above the grass. Mm -hmm. Um, and you get on with it. And the, 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 the biggest thing for me was how many chances the strikers were getting in the old firm games. You know, in a, in a, in a Milan derby, you probably get two chances in three games. You know, that's yeah. how mm -hmm. clinical the game was. So, you know, crash, bang, wallet, physical, um, very much so, especially in that era of, of football, you yeah. know, when you could tackle. And tackle from behind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so see, see when you're different. What, what do you remember about the dressing room ahead of an old firm game? What was Sunis like? Was he demented? Was what? he like jumping up and down and kind of like drooling the, at the mouth? Yeah, what goes on in the dressing room stays in the dressing room. <laughs> I know, room, that, you know, I know, I know that yeah. and, I, and I hear no. that, but now that, that so much time has now passed yes. and, and I've interviewed Graham Sunis mm. a bit more mellow than he yeah, once yeah. was. Yeah. 
Was he a scary guy to work for? Um, to scary, play not really. Not really. I think if if you did he did he did he if you look at managers, managers try and model their teams on their own characters. Uh, you know, Graham was an ultra professional. Um, you know, he took no prisoners, took no prisoners on the pitch, and, and, I, I, and, and he, wants, he wanted all of it, all of his players to be the same. So, what was that dressing room like? It was alpha males. There you go. So right. you know, dressing rooms sort themselves out, and especially the quality of players that Graham had brought brought into the club. You know, you know, you got Big Terry, you got Goffey in there, yes. you got myself, you got John Brown, you've got all this. You know, the goalie, you got Chris Woods. Would there be fights? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And and, and a, a lot of anger at times when you hadn't played well or you hadn't won a game. Would there be fights? Frustration. Yeah, it's not anger. It's frustration because mm -hmm. you can see things happening that should be happening in certain positions. Would you I call mean, people out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's what leaders do. Have them uh, up against yeah, the wall. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. What, what, what was? What's your most abiding memory about an incident in the dressing room, like if a game hasn't gone the way you've expected, that you were maybe involved in, did you get picked out, did someone pick no, on? No, not too, too many. So a, a, a good manager lets players sort it out first. Uh, Together? We, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, by, Walter many, many times would stay out the dressing room and, and he would, you know, if he were playing poorly, um, he would stay out the dressing room. Archie would stay, sit in the corner and just listen to what was going off. And, you know, Richard would be getting up, Goffey yeah. would be getting up, and we'd be having a scream and a shout and pushing them. And get that 10 minutes out, air, air everything that you, we felt was wrong. So uh, the manager would not be in the dressing no, room at that he point. He would allow you it, and the players to the deal leaders, with it. The leaders to sort it out and deal with it, then sit down. And he would pop his head in, come in and just say, are we sorted now? And then he would go back out, and then we'd go back out and onto, onto the pitch. And that's what that's good a, management right. does. Who that. was the biggest pain in the arse in that dressing room? Who was the one that really annoyed you? The one that was just so... Well, I sat between McCoist and Durant. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, figure. <laughs> figure that one out. You got, got Ian, and you Ian got, Ferguson you, sitting next to... Uh, well, well, you got in stereo then, haven't oh, you? But everybody, everybody was a character. I mean, right right back from... As you open the door, it's, it's numbered one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And that's where you sat every day when you came into training because that's where we went from training. Right. So mm -hmm. match days was just a similar day to a training day. Mm -hmm. So it was... It was, an in, it was an interesting day uh, on a Monday after a weekend. Well, that's what I was going to, that's what I was going to say. Is, well, were, you ever a, were you a part of that kind of drinking party culture? Because that was around at the time with uh, yeah, Coist and yeah. Ferguson. Yeah. And was it Goffsies, Go a team that drinks together, yeah. well, we, together. That we, was, we always had a Wednesday out. We'd, we'd train a on a Wednesday. Yeah, what proper we, party night out? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but listen, uh, we were always suited and booted. We came in suited and booted and clean shaven every day of the week mm -hmm. for training. Um, standards are up there. Aye. Right? So was that a standard set by Sunna? Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's always been there. It's always been yeah, there. It's okay. always been there, back way back. Um, so we were always ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know it was like Ho Wong, Amber Regent for a Chinese after mm -hmm. trading, and then it would be a couple of yeah, yeah, <laughs> into Princess Square. So on a Wednesday down. night, you, you go out for your Chinese. You then get lunchtime, lunchtime, or day shot, an old dear, yeah, yeah. and into the evening. Yeah. Wow! Um, and what would be your drink of choice at that point? With your Chinese, well, and I've always been a lager drinker, bottle, lager. Of, bottle of beer, bottle of beer, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and you would drink that. How many beers would you have on that Wednesday? Probably three or four. Three or four? Would there be times after that Wednesday night drinking escapade that you would be going home and would be rather drunk and wake up worse for? Wear and hungover? Uh, 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, a good release. I think we we trained as hard as we played um, every day of the week, uh, and that's that's the secret, you know. And so you know you, that's you, what he want. That's what Graham Souness and Walter wanted. He wanted us to train as if it was a match day. My old man, oh, the best piece of advice: train how you're gonna play, mm -hmm. because you know, don't pull out. A, no, that's how it is. You, you, you can't just turn a notch up on a match day. Right. If you're training. Whatever you, whatever sport you're doing, you have to be, I know, to to a certain certain uh, extent, on your game every day in training. So when you when you when you left Rangers, did you want to leave? Or did you want to stay in training? You know, because obviously it seven in a row, there's stock about ten in a row, yeah. and yeah, it was a tough. Uh, a so tough when did you leave? Yeah, I left seven in a row, wasn't it? Yeah, I left at seven in why ninety five, ninety six. So um, I made a bad, bad decision. Um, so why a, a poor decision? What happened there, Mark, that made you leave? I had I had an operation on my ankle and my knee at the same time. So I've had two operations in in, in one sitting and. I often I always say to people, never make a decision, an important decision, mm. when, when you're in ill health, you know, because invariably it's the wrong decision. And I made probably the biggest mistake of my, of my career. But on, on the upside to that, um, I was a 33, 34-year-old striker that was, I think, QPR offering £1.5 million pound for a 34, 35 million, which is a lot of a money. money. Um, I think it made sense to, for, to, to the... To, to the Rangers Football Club and did, Ra did, 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 did Rangers force that through? No, no, completely not. No, and, and I thought because as you say, yeah, it's good money. Yeah, I was in a situation okay. similar to the Monaco situation. Did David, so did, was, did, did David Murray want to cash in? Uh, maybe because of because of, of your age and you just had an operation. Yeah, two operations. Good money yeah. coming into the, into the club. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah you, you got to go. Yeah, or yeah, well, you know, I wasn't. Asked to leave. You were only forced. No, I'm not. I'm not suggesting you were forced. There was, there was but a deal on the table. That they were happy with. Yeah. If, if so in a roundabout way, yeah, they were looking at you to take that deal if and I go. wanted to go. If you wanted yeah, to go. If I wanted to go. But so was, it was it a wink, wink? I, please no, go. No, not at all. No, not at all. Um, uh, but it was a similar sort of situation that I was in Monaco with an injury. Got you. You know, under so Wenger. It was. It was, it was that sort of. And I'm thinking, does this work again for me? Moving out on a on a on an injury. Yeah. Does it not work out? But probably after about three weeks of being down at, Q at QPR, I knew I'd made a huge massive, error. Um, huge error. Yeah. So that was what was it? Seven or you're saying, Grado? Seven or won it. So would that yeah. be end of the middle of '95? You yeah. left then, was it? So, yeah, so yeah, what, yeah, how yeah. did you feel when Mark Hately walks out? Well, I was only seven at that, that time, so I, I wasn't really kind of smartened up to that. Then, as I say, when, the, the, when I started going to football was the season after that, so I had only known heard about Mark, you know. Mm -hmm. But as I said, when he came back, are you struggling with words again? You're fucking embarrassing <laughs> me, man. <laughs> McCoyster Lineker, McCoyster Lineker, McCoyster every day. McCoyster was the greatest goal scorer I've. That's I've what played. I thought. I, 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 I <laughs> start, with. you said that to start. <laughs> and, and it is, it is. Listen, I've so 100 percent McCoyster over Lineker as a partner for me. Yeah, 100 percent, absolutely 100 percent. He was. The ideal player for me, and and I was the ideal player for for Alistair uh, when when we joined when I joined the club, and I think the frustration that uh, that Graham had with Alistair, he, he saw the potential in 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 Alistair that literally I saw after about three mm -hmm. days in training. His finishing was ridiculously good. He scored all sorts of goals, so I think the frustration that Graham had, I sort of tried to 
install into, you know, and yeah. say to Alistair, right, then this is what we're going to do. I think you can probably score twice as many goals, you know, and what Alistair would be like, he'd be laughing and all that sort of stuff. And I think the realisation once after that first season, and the first season, it was a, a, a long, hard season for me because I hadn't played right. for the two years. Yeah. It took me at least 20 odd games to get going. Right. Lucky for me, it was, you know, the, the, the running part of the season where I hit top form, right. you know, the 19, the Aberdeen game and all that right. sort of stuff. And I think that, that the, the, the two goals on that day reinforced what I believed I could get back to. But mm -hmm. when, I, when, when I said, Alistair, I'm, you know, fitness, you're going to have to work on your fitness because of the movement and all that sort of stuff. But I can guarantee you, when we get in and around the box, if you're within 10, 15 yards of me, you're going to have chances. Right. Yeah. And he went from 26 up to 48 straight away. You know, 48, 47, 38, 39. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the best best ever year for me was when Alistair broke his leg. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I scored 30 goals that year. I'll have you know. Because you were setting them up for them. That's why I scored so many goals. Thanks, Alistair, for that one, by the way. And then you come back to Rangers. Yeah, came back for the. Uh, I got the call on a Thursday. That, so it was as quick as that. Yeah, really? the first yeah, it was. Uh, you just I got, got a flight up. I thought it was a player winding me up. I thought, uh, it was, yeah, you know what it is. Your players on the. Uh, we're looking for you to come back up the road, and I kept putting the phone down. I who was it? Phoned you? Was it my agent? Right. Uh, and and I thought it was somebody One impersonating. Yeah, and I kept putting the phone down. I put it down about three or four times, and I'd have refused to pick the phone up. So my uh, then wife picked it up. Said, uh, yeah, it's it's Dennis, right? Um, we used to call him Uncle Dennis, so it's Uncle <laughs> Dennis on the phone. So put him on. Said, Seriously, it's this. We've had a phone call. I've had a conversation with uh, uh, David David Murray. Um, looking for you to go back till the end of the season, and then we'll see what we will do at the end of the season after that. Um, that was it. Where was the players like when they come back? The players that you had seen in Ali and all that. Were they uh, all just, just the same. Aye, aye. <laughs> Delighted to see you, but yeah, yeah. Aye. I think I think it is. Oh, listen, we're going to be lifelong friends for what we achieved over that period. You know, it's, it's go down in history is probably one of the greatest group of players that played mm -hmm. in in a, in a in a long history of great players Aye. that have been through the football club. So, um, absolute pleasure, absolute yeah. pleasure having the, uh, the 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 opportunity to be able to play for uh, such a great football club and 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 enjoy the the frills and spills that comes from playing with yeah. a great football club. So that's part one of our interview with the Rangers legend, Mark Haley. More from Mark to come in just a couple of seconds. But before we do anything else, we were recently down at Van Winkles. Mm -hmm. Van Winkles? <laughs> <laughs> my, my mate Townsley brought up that, that Van Winkles. He keeps saying it all holiday. Uh, <laughs> down at Van Winkles uh, for our fans day. And we will be heading to another pub soon. Perhaps McFabs. Have you Friday. been to McFabs? I've never been. You've never been? Nope. You're a Glasgow boy. <laughs> I'm not a Glasgow boy. I'm from Ayrshire. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> it's a total Glasgow favourite. Is it? The people, <laughs> the people in the know, and the people who are of any significant streetwise people, people they go to McFabs. They go to McFabs. Um, it's a Sandyford Place near Mister Sings. I've been to Mister Sings. <laughs> I've been to Sandyford Place. <laughs> 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 as, as well as great modern pub food it's some great classics serve cocktails and modern creations do you like a cocktail love a cock cocktails what? what's your favourite cocktail pina colada I've had oh. aye but you know what but only two bit no, boring no 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 just like I just a week and a one or two my mate Big Dave there tanned about nine in, in bed I don't know how he, how he was in his seek McFabs 
McFabs. Let's go there let's for go. a... Let's, let's do it. Let's do it let's for a pina colada. It. It's a great place to have a wee drink during the summer. With, we've got two beer gardens. Not one. <laughs> no, not one. But two. We've got two. Are you trying to take the piss out <laughs> no, of me no, here? No, I'm just trying to make it up. I just realised I've got two beer gardens. That's good. And apparently it's, it's a relaxed local atmosphere. Nice. Um, it's also a great event space. So if you want to hold an event... Go to McFabs. Go to McFabs. Uh, with your own, you get your own private bar. There's a, what's in the menu? Is there anything for the, no, food? Got, uh, but no, your own food. private bar. Oh, there you are. If you want to have an We'd event, you've got your own private bar and terrace. We would love that. Eggs Benedict. Oh, you've got the menu? Yeah, if somebody's got pictures of the Eggs Benedict, it looks notch. Has he got macaroni? Uh, well, surely to Christ, there's macaroni menu. Oh, wait there, what's that? That's lasagna. Lasagna with chorizo. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. No, I'm not just trying to bam me up, but this looks. Why go the other day? No, we're going to go for a kebab. Do you want to go to McFabs? We'll go to McFabs. Let's go to McFabs. Let's, try, let's, let's go and sit in the let's terrace. Let's go to McFabs. Like, we're one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, hopefully, very soon, we'll be heading down to McFabs. Yeah. To See you guys day. there. See you guys there. It's now time for part two of our interview with the Rangers legend Mark Hately. Football daft with Glasgow Private Hire. Got some questions here that we got from social media. I'm mm-hmm. going to throw these at you, Mark. Finally, mm-hmm. from Alan Brown. What has been your overall highlight of your career? The if you were to pick one thing out, it's still being alive. Still being alive. Just being alive. Yeah. But in your football career. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> got really serious. I know. Isn't I know. It? <laughs> no, I tell you, you'd be surprised some of the nights out. We've well, had, right. <laughs> but, no. Uh, Highlight of my career, probably getting a chance to play in that England game against Brazil. Um, coming off the back of playing second division football, playing, uh, winning an under-21 European Championship, then literally three weeks later play in the Maracanã. And score that again, header. And score a winning goal. That sounds ridiculous. If you were to write that down, you say, come on, you're having a laugh. That's Aye. a fairy tale. Mm. Yeah. So, so that's, that's that a happened. Hell of, that, that and then four, four, days after, four days after scoring that goal, I'm on the land player. How's that work? Uh, Mental, isn't it? From Graham Kelty, what was it like playing in the Battle of Britain, Leeds versus Rangers? Absolutely fantastic. Get it right up them English. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As, as you gather, I've lived in Scotland more than I've lived in England. Yeah, so I, yeah. You know, see, I'm see, not English, I'm not Scottish, I, I, so we're on that British I remember watching thing. that game. Do you remember that game, Graham? Well, no, I was only four. When I, I've four seen it on DVDs yeah. and all that now, and it's looking back at it now. And I tell you Gorham, what, the way Gorham played. Oh, and but f- Rangers were like a team possessed yeah. in those two uh, games. How good were we? Oh, you were outstanding. You yeah. were outstanding. And Bre- nobody best, really gave you a chance either. Best two games of football, uh, European football, I played in. The first game, second game, back to back was incredible. Right. The players that were on show that day, I forget they were the English champions. Yeah. Massively good mm-hmm. side. Eric Cantona, all these right. Gordon Strack and Gary McAllister, all, all these players. You know, it was it was it was phenomenal. But what I think what motivated us more than anything, it was just the negativity in the press. We're going to get yeah. we're going to get beat. Right. We're going to get beat heavily. England v Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a very uh, surreal build up to that game. You know, there's not a lot of team meetings. There was not a lot said by management. It was a slightly different setup to go into the game. We all went onto the pitch before the game. We never used to do that, but management made us go onto the pitch. And we normally straight into the dressing room, then onto the pitch, and then back up. But they didn't want us in the dressing room for some, you know, for some reason. So we went onto the pitch. We had five or ten minutes looking around. Yeah, great stuff. Aye. It's nice stadium. Grass is good. Bardy bardy bar. We have a chit chat. What we're doing after the game. All that sort of stuff. Boom, boom, boom. As you do. 
and then we came in and Archie and Walter had put all the press cuttings oh, all, the, all, they did all the way around the dressing room. All the way around the dressing room of, you know, Rangers are going to get humped, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the English press as well. Even after the first game, on the Sundays after the first game, we, we were done. We were, yeah. we're never going to win the game. Um, but we were, we were just as... See, when we, that draw was made after we, we, after we beat, I thought we would go right away to the final with that team because we were that good away from home. Did you think you'd win the European Cup that year? I thought we could get and to would the you final. Have won it, would to, you have won it had said, Marseille not cheated? I said, probably. I, I don't know, but it would have been a great final for me because it was against Milan. Yeah. So it, was, it, would have been, it would have been the come idea. For, come full circle. Yeah, absolutely yeah. full circle. So you had a, a real belief that season, despite belief. having to play yeah, leads, yeah, yeah. you could go at yeah. least to the final. Yeah, I felt we could beat and then everybody. And do, do you feel now, Mark, when you look back at that time and how close Rangers came mm. to even to, to get into the final yeah. and getting a chance yeah. to win it, do you feel like you were cheated out of it? Well, it was. We were. Is that still? Does that still? The man. The man. Does that, that still orcus, piss you off? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely, because you know it's it's. It's a fix. Basically, it's a fix. Yeah. What was your favourite goal for Rangers? That's from David Nimmo. The most important one would be the Aberdeen, the first one. Um, two nil game. Two nil game. Alex McLeish made me look like Pelly that day, and I, every time <laughs> I see him, I, I thank him for. I thank him for that. Um, but the first, the first goal was, yeah, it was a header. Um, I scored a lot of headers. I like scored that. Yeah, it's you know, and it, it, it was the second one stemmed from a challenge on the goalkeeper I made in the first ten minutes. So it was everything that I wanted to do on the day, and I felt so at home, back, without thinking about any any positional play, and I was back in in, in into it after so the long injury, yeah, you know, so and that uh, that brought me to the scene, yeah. to the party. So that was your most important goal, your favourite goal for Rangers. Would it have been that one as well, that header? Um, yeah, that one probably, maybe. 57 seconds at uh, uh, at Parkhead in an old firm mm. game. There's not many people score under a minute in that. The Leeds goal um, had a couple of great goals up at Petaudry as well. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots. I, listen, I enjoyed all, all all my goals. All the goals probably created more goals than than I scored. I never I never classified myself as a goal scorer. You know, I pitched in, uh, but I you know I pitched in on a yeah on a good number. You know. Uh, for David Spears, any chance of you reopening your Rangers bar in Renfrew? No chance. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to get back into the bar business then? Far too busy. Far too busy. Mark, uh, Stephen Gerrard, first season in Scottish football. I think you could label it as a success for yes. a guy who has taken on his first managerial job. Yeah. Um, what has he changed at Rangers? What have you noticed that Stephen Gerrard has brought to the club that was needed a in this past mentality. a different yeah, mentality feel good factor we, we just, yeah we just need it but that comes from that, that comes from a, a, a different approach and a mentality mm. it's like I said when we you know I thought we could win the Champions League you have that built in drive vision and attitude uh, he has a I mean it's been top of the tree uh, in, in the field he's been all his career and he's and he's, and he's bringing back to the club that has, has had lost that I think um, he's ultra professional. Um, what he, what you see up at the training ground, all his players are the same. He tries to pass that on to the players. A belief when they go into every game that they can win games, um, and 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 a level of professionalism that is expected of, of of Rangers Football Club. And what Stephen has, he has already got that in abundance. But he's just reigniting 
um, a flame that's burned a long, long time within, uh, within Rangers Football Club. But not only at the training ground, that flows over into everything that happens in the, in the business sector of, of the football club up, up at Argyle House, mm -hmm. back up at, at, uh, at Ibrox. Um, you get that flowing through all the staff that are working now there. We've all so sort does, of got is, a purpose. So what you're saying, everyone is bought into Stephen Gerrard's yes. vision Correct. and belief. Yes, absolutely. So everyone from, yeah. from the, the tea lady, the yeah. tea boy, whoever it is, right the, through. We're all on the same sheet. All on the same script, right. Yeah. When you look back at it, not from your perspective, but you think when Stephen Gerrard looks back on the season that has just finished, yeah. do you think he will look back and go, we should have won the league? We we should have won the league this year. He probably will do, but he will. Do have, you think it was a chance missed? I, I think possibly. As soon as the season finished, he would look over it quick, pretty quickly, um, and then park it and leave it, and then move on to and next learn season. From the he will know from every every mistake he would have made, and he's made mistakes this year. And he would have said, you know, but he would. He's such a good professional mm -hmm. and a, a professional that's been at the top of his tree all his career. That, that you know, intelligent people can learn from that and make themselves better people from that from that experience, and that's, that's what Stephen brings. And and can I just not say just Stephen, but everybody has around him has that same mentality. You know, from Mark Allen to uh, um, his team, the support Gary Mack, the same. Uh, Michael Beale, the same same sort of mentality. They all have that belief and a professional uh, approach that. It's terrific. I like that. Um, you know, we sh we we've lost we've lost that for a long time, but mm -hmm. it's back. And Gredo, you were saying actually that there's things going on at the stadium that you've noticed. Mm -hmm. Aye, what's going? What's, what, what did you notice? Well, I, I had been told that in the dressing room area, everything was going to be be overhauled and to make to bring basically mm -hmm. up yeah. to date because for a while there, I think the stadium was lacking and it was needing a bit a wee bit of an upgrade yeah. in terms of facilities for yeah. the players and even for their families and stuff yeah, like absolutely, that. Absolutely, 100%. So we is did, that changing? Yeah, we listen, we're, we're a football club steeped in history, uh, but we need to be brought into the 21st century. The 21st century game is completely different to... You know, last century and, and the century before that. Are those changes that. being made now? They're making, the, we've, we've had them made up. The, well, the, the training centre, the 2000, early 2000, uh, that's when it was born. Um, oh, and that's been completely reshaped internally. And now around the first team dressing room now is more going to be an open area where the players will be in, I would imagine, early uh, of a match day. And then they'll be hired closed doors. And they are 100% focusing on, on on what's going to be happening away from everything pitch. away from everything so right. they're surrounded with everything they need and uh, the tactics boards you everything. know you got the you know the, the the everything that they need there without any distractions uh, so know. so work is well underway already for the season that's coming up 2019 yes. yeah. 2020 yeah. and beyond and beyond um, so you putting your markers in place right now uh, but what every rangers fan wants and what grado mm. wants is to stop celtic win nine in a row and to do that, so Rangers are going to have to possibly all we've sign got some to, players. Yeah, listen, all, all, all we have to do is focus on what we are doing and don't worry about what anybody else is doing. If we focus and commit to what we're doing, we will be successful. And you, I can see it in your face. You've got a steely look about you, about, yeah. this, about being successful. It's like you mm. know that you're going to be successful. I've, listen, you know, I've been in the game since the day I was born, and I'm... Always optimistic. It's always half full with me, um, and I, you know, it's always that. You know, how are you doing today? I am great, and mm -hmm. I am in a great spot right now. I'm back working at the football club after taking probably 18 years off of being lazy, 
uh, and using that experience within the football club to to develop it uh, along with you know a great team up at the training ground. So and a great so team that so I'm you, working you, with. You, you will expect Rangers then to challenge for the title next year. Without a shadow of a doubt. And they will be up there or there's about. Yeah, I think they'll be more consistent next year. And the consistency wins your championships. The best the best time, the, the best team will win a league. Are you aware uh, of players that they're targeting? Yes. Yeah, and I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and positions and all uh, that sort and? of stuff. And you're going to get absolutely sweet <laughs> FA. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many players do you think Rangers need? Um, I would say conservatively probably three, maybe four, four uh, right. and, and, of, of and, and, a quality that will bring this the, group the, the, of players up to the next so, level. So are we talking three or four players that will improve the first team or improve the squad? In, improve the first team. That's Interesting. Yeah, yes. Interesting. Are, are we talking different positions across the pitch? I would suggest that that would be across the pitch, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, would that be possibly left back? Probably not. Probably yes. <laughs> and I've, what did I just say? Rewind two seconds back there. Yeah. All positions. Yes, will be looked at. Yes. How, can I just ask a question? How do you think Stephen's dealt with players that are no cut in it? Listen, I think he's been how he is. He's 100%. Right. I think yeah, you have to be how you are. Uh, sometimes when you, you're trying to get there quickly, you have to be more ruthless than, mm. than, than not. Um, some big decisions will have to be made, I think, this summer. Um, Morelos, is he one of them? Listen, it's, it is what it is. If, if one has to go to, to, to fund the overall bigger well, picture. well-being, the bigger picture of a football club, then that, yeah. that will happen. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, Alfredo is a, is a great player, uh, already a great player for me. Um, He's a liability, though, isn't he? Yeah, but Suarez, before he joined Liverpool, was a liability. But Liverpool, you know persisted in wanting to take him to Liverpool yeah. and that's what happens yeah. if you, you see beyond that and a lot of teams will see beyond the, the that, that, the five that red fault cards. that yeah. fault yeah. okay and we've all made we all made mistakes when with that young I would playing. be I would be surprised if Morelos is lined up for Rangers at the start of the season well well, any time will sell. I, I would be surprised. Yes, he is a he is a player that has a big big future in front of him and yeah. goal scorers Hard all, to come by. Hard to come by, yeah, at every level. Need to be realistic, but I think I would like to see Morelos here for at least until January of next year. I think we could get another, give him another couple of months. Uh, as I said in a couple of weeks ago, I think that sending off at Parkhead might have knocked a couple of million off him. And I know it's, I know that might sound daft, but I think if Rangers can get another six months with him, plenty of goals until then, the price will go up, we'll get more money, and the funds are there to replace him. <laughs> Bye, Alfredo. <laughs> Thank you for the goals. <laughs> Jack do, you know the how, do, you, do you agree with that? No, do you agree with what I said there? I think he's gone this summer. I think he's gone this summer. I see. I did. I did. I genuinely I did think, think f- he's gone. I think he'll be. End, I think he'll end up in the Premiership. Four, so there. Four months ago, I would have agreed with you, but I think just because that we can carry on at the end, the end of the season there. Mark's, I, Mark's, I, Mark's body language suggests to me. Well, that you're Alf- good at this. Mark's body language say, suggests to me that you're good at this. is away. Can I just say, Alfredo can play anywhere he wants to play. He can play in the Premier League. He can play in every. He can play in all the top leagues in Europe. As well, right? So right now, so 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 what you're telling me? It's not the Premiership then. That's it could be about. anywhere. I've just told you he could play in any top. Right, so that's a hint. He might be going elsewhere. Maybe Spain. Well, maybe maybe Italy. Maybe might be staying here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so fucking hard. Leave him alone. I'll leave him alone. What did you think of Sadiq? Because it just, it just interests me that I just I'm think to myself, not, I'm not wasting any words on nah. that. It just blew my mind, <laughs> man. I thought, is this guy meant by a football player? 
I actually just, I, I don't know how that happened. How did that happen, Mark? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you want to say before we, um, we, we, we bring this to an end? Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's been enlightening. Yes. Uh, Mark Haley, Rangers legend. It's been an absolute pleasure. I could have spoke to you all afternoon. It's been amazing. And I think we only skirted around your career and your magnificent time at Rangers. So um, thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. One minute, hang, I just noticed she said it four times. It is what it is. I don't know if you're a Love Island fan, but they, that's what they kept saying last night. It is what it is. Seriously? So just be aware of that. Seriously? You might, you might be. Um, Seriously, I'm just trying. To, have you been watching? You, you gave it, gave up Death in Paradise to watch Love Island. <laughs> I'm a big Love Island fan. Oh yeah, I'm a big Love Island. So fan. that's the phrase. From that's Love what they're Island. all saying. It is what it is. Because the joke is pre-mart the new. I'll be stitching it together because that's just the catchphrase of the summer. Apparently, it's Mark's and Mark catchphrase. Said, I know it's Mark's. I know. So I'm just telling you, beware. You might get accused of bumping it for Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I'm off. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Football <laughs> daft with Glasgow Private Hire. Our thanks once again to the brilliant Mark Haley for coming into the studio to have a little chat with us. I still can't quite believe that we persuaded such a football legend to join us in the studio. It was great. It was good. Uh, we've got to mention the, the, the Women's World Cup, which starts uh, this weekend. Aye, it's interesting, isn't it? And Scotland have qualified for the first time ever, That's which great. is an amazing achievement. I mean, the guys haven't qualified for 21 years for a major tournament. The last time we were at a World Cup was in 1998, and the women have just done... Tremendously well, mm. and Shelley Kerr, who can I? I'm not, I'm not like name dropping here, but she's a pal of mine, Shelley Kerr, the manager of Scotland. I could phone her. Do you not believe me? Bell the no. I don't. I, I should. Can, I can't bell the Scotland manager. Can I? How no? But she might be in training or something. Well, then she'll tell you to phone you later. Just say. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to phone her? Uh, no. Oh no, I can't phone her. Can I? Just phone her and go. Uh, just phone her and just say it was a rang. Do something like that. Go, just do it, do it. Do you want, it, 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 it. Where do you think, where would she be just now? Where would Shelley Kerr be right she now? Could be, she could be an Aldi, she could be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? Let's one for one it. I'll just, I'm just going to phone her. Right, okay. I'm just going to do, yeah, okay. do it. Right, I'm going to just, I'm just going to phone her. Right, okay. See what I'm going to put on speakerphone. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Shut up, just do it. It's a Scotland manager. So. <laughs> this is funny. Oh, oh, feel, she, she's like, Fucking you camel's following me. <laughs> Fuck. We see one. <laughs> Did we leave a message? I say hi. Good luck to say Shelly. Yes. It's you and Cameron here. Hi, Ewan. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you? I'm actually just recording our top three UK podcasts and nobody believed that we were friends. <laughs> well, we're right. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So they dared me to phone you. I thought, I can't even phone the Scotland manager when she's preparing for the World Cup in a big match against England Pester on Sunday. Enough. Pester enough. I know, we're just in the, in the middle of doing some analysis as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Shelley, I'm really sorry. Have you got the players in front of you just now? No, I haven't. Just a couple of staff members. Right, are you going through some video analysis and all that stuff for the game against England? Yes. I'm, I'm so sorry for disturbing I you. I hope it's kind of broke up. You will be. <laughs> <laughs> I, we just wanted to say that, um, just wanted to say, love you, love what you've done. You're doing an amazing job. The best of luck on Sunday and go and send them home to think again. Oh, I sat. Kim Gray, those supports them, I know. Well, 
well, one thing's for sure, we'll certainly do our best, and oh. preparations have been going fantastic, so we're looking forward to it. Now you're talking. Gredo wants to say something to you. I just say, oh, I just share all the best. It's great for what you've done, and I think it's amazing. You get eighteen thousand folk through the door at Hamden a couple of weeks ago, so you sh should be proud of that. And just remember, just go for it, Phil Pell, hen, All right. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Brilliant. That was great. Love oh, you, Shelley. Love you, Shelley. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 That was good. Bye. Oh, how amazing was that? Brilliant. Brilliant. I can't even believe you picked up the phone. Yeah, I know, I know, I can. A couple of days before the World Cup qualified against England. Find out with Steve Clark. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big game against Cyprus on Saturday. Should I give him a phone? Aye! <laughs> Listen, if you're going to be watching the Women's World Cup this weekend and you're thinking of having a flutter um, on the Women's World Cup, uh, we've teamed up with our betting partner, Genting Bet, to bring you an exclusive price boost on the Scotland versus England game this weekend. So on Sunday, uh, you can get 5-1 to one in Scotland not to lose. That's 5-1 to one in Scotland to win or draw and not lose that match. I think that's a good, good chance, by the way. Uh, that's an exclusive offer for the Football Daft Podcast listeners. So only you listening to this right now can get that offer. And not only that, Grado, if you're a new user, you can claim first bet insurance for wagers between £10 and £25. So you'll get a free bet if your first settled bet above £10 doesn't actually win, up to a maximum value of £25. How good is that? Now, to claim these great offers, you need to visit footballscoops.co.uk. That's footballscoops.co.uk. That's a 5-1 to one price boost on Scotland, not losing versus England this weekend, and a first bet insurance between £10 and £25 for new customers when you visit footballscoops.co.uk get involved Football Daft with Glasgow Private Hire and that's it for the Football Daft podcast with Ewan and Grado hope you've enjoyed the show I have thoroughly enjoyed today thank you to David Clarkson former Motherwell striker for coming in to play the feature Who Are You? Who was it? Uh, David Clarkson David played with Motherwell Dundee scored a goal Scotland great guy Yeah. What, oh, who, who did he score his goal against? Uh, Prague but was Prague's fucking country don't tell up, it's not Croatia. Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Very yeah. good gesture. <laughs> yes. So David Clarkson was in, and you thought it was Stephen Pearson, but we'll let that one slide. Right. We'll let that one slide. And then Mark Haley. Right. The Rangers legend. Yeah. Yeah. Was that was that as good as you thought it was going to be? Oh, absolutely, and more. He's just really, as I say, you forget how big a star he was. You honestly forget his time he had in Milan. Not that you forget, but it's like you kind of overlook it sometimes when you think about... You forget how big a star aye, he aye was. Aye. And to think he was sat here with us, mm -hmm. a mega, mega superstar who sold his image rights and one of the first players to sell their image rights when he was at Milan. Oh, and I didn't even know that. Did you not even know oh. that? There you go. I did my research. Oh. How did you not bring it up then? He's got a... a Crank Tanny's got it. <laughs> Do you think it's fake? Uh, no, I can tell. Fake, I can I fake tan. I, I know you fake tan. You like to use a sunbed. I don't use fake tan. A sunbed. It's terrible. You shouldn't. You shouldn't really. But look at me. I use a bronzer. I don't use the beds. What? I you use, use bronzer. bronzer. I use a bronzer, but you don't see. You've never said to me, "Oh, you look a bit tan today. It looks natural." They wanna, because the first thing I notice when they fucking track is you're going. Don't be using the sunbeds. They're dangerous. No, I know that. But then, do you know what? See, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I was on a flight to Germany when I was wrestling and I get talking to a guy and he owned a big uh, Glasgow tanning company. And I thought to myself, I am going to try and get some three minutes with this. And I did talk the way and by the end he's put, he put 60 minutes on my account. So there you go, now you're talking. Shout out to... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> what do they call them again? Oh, Christ, no if he's not if he's listening or not. Sunset Beach, Stuart from Sunset Beach. Thank you, big man. As you always know, fat is better brown if you can't tone it, tan it. And that's been my motto as a wrestler, and I always will be. Gredo, you've been football, Dad. <laughs> you've been great. <laughs> have a great week. You have a great week, Ian. This is 4Network.